don't take the power of prayer for granted. Say that with me. Don't take the power of prayer for granted. Let's say it again. Don't take the power of prayer for granted. What we just did, we prayed and that prayer found itself in the presence of Almighty God. Every demon in hell shook when you prayed. That is the power of prayer. We know that we're fighting an uphill battle, though, don't we? A battle where the enemy says to us all the time, well, you can pray a little bit, but it won't matter. God doesn't really care, etc. But if you believe that lie, you will miss an abundance of blessing, and God will miss an opportunity to give more miracles than we could ever decide and ever enjoy. George Barna is a great research genius. He often in his research studies Christianity, churches, and anything that would relate to the church. He said in regarding the second coming and people's beliefs here in the end days, the American view, which is a cultural view. He said, all people pray to the same God or the same spirit, no matter the name they use, for that is their spiritual being. 53% believe that, hey, it's not just one God, it's whatever God you use, it's a spiritual dimension in you, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there's only one God who can justify people. Paul writes that in Romans 3. Do you believe that? Say amen. American viewer, the cultural view in his research, he said, Satan is not a living being, but he is a just or just a symbol of evil. 60% of those in culture said he's not real. He's just not real. I don't know. They're not living where I'm living. Somebody say, man, the Bible views Satan is real. He's powerful and he's evil. According to first Peter five, eight. I can suggest to you that the devil never gives up pushing his agenda. He does not. In another survey, here's what he reports. You'll be able to see it. 83% of adults surveyed said they prayed during a typical week. 95% of those say they thank God for blessing. 76% ask for his forgiveness. 61% ask for needs to be met. 82% believe prayer can change a, a person's life. The average prayer is less than, what does it say? Three minutes, three minutes. Only 21% of those surveyed pray more than three minutes. The most powerful tool known to man prayer. And only 21% of those surveyed pray more than three minutes. It's no wonder that the devil can have such a heyday in the culture in which we live. It's no wonder that the enemy can sneak up and lie to us and lie to precious people who are not spiritually mature and feed them lie after lie after lie. Dr. A.T. Pearson said, 
that there has never been a revival in any country or locality that did not begin with united prayer. He said, talking of the first great awakening, it started with prayer. And by the middle of the 19th century, he said the country was corrupt again. That was America after some great move of God. It was divided by slavery. And and the other blight was that many had gotten wealthy. Jeremiah Lebfear began a small prayer meeting in Manhattan and God breathed on it. The next week that he had, it was uh, were 14, and then the next week, 21. But a few months passed, and by February of 1858, every church and every public building were occupied by noon prayer meetings. One reporter said, hey, I was able to make it to 12 of those noon prayer meetings, and I counted 6,100 men in the prayer meeting." not counting women or children. It said 10,000 per week were being converted in New York. One million were converted in a year. And by the turn of the century, the country again was in need of a great revival. But only this time, prayer efforts and Worldwide, starting in Chicago and Melbourne, Australia, India, Korea, and began in Wales. And we know that 100,000 were converted and the first year of the revival, get the first year of that revival, get this, there were no cases for the judges to try. The police was without work. The taverns went bankrupt and illegitimacy dropped 44%. Why? Because somebody decided to pray and stick with it. God, can you do that again? If my people will humble themselves and call on my name and turn from their wicked way, I will open the windows of heaven and they will hear from me. Do you still believe it, everybody? We believe it by the grace of God. The revival of 1904 to England, Norway, Sweden, Germany, New Zealand, Africa, Mexico, and many more, including the United States. But when it reached America, the pastors of the in Atlantic City said that the population of Atlantic City was 50,000 at that time, but only 50 people, as far as they could tell, remain unconverted. In Portland, Oregon, you see all the difficulties that go on out there in Washington State and Portland, Oregon. Let me tell you one of the deep-seated reasons for that because I want you to know there was a time in Portland, Oregon where 240 department stores closed their doors daily from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. just to pray. And as a result of that, the devil decided then you will never ever be without a satanic presence in Portland, Oregon. The witchcraft that takes place there is unparalleled almost to anywhere else. Why? Because the devil remembers. I remember the prayer meeting. We're headed down strange paths as Americans and in our culture. I will be speaking a few moments Sunday morning, just briefly, talking about the new law that they're trying to adopt that deals with churches. 
I've been in meetings for the last several weeks and say, here's what the impact, if adopted, that that will do to the church and Christianity and Christian universities. It is a subtle way, it seems, for the enemy to say, if I can't get you one way, I'll get you another way. But here's what I know. If my people, amen, if my people will pray, somebody say amen. So we know that though there is that spirit, we have the power of prayer. And I'm not talking about just a prayer. I'm talking about a prayer that, that changes you and me. You and I can pray that it will change you and me, that it will intimidate the devil, that, that it petitions God, that, it, that it's a faith that is built upon because when you pray, it brings security and comfort and demands revival and it unleashes the power of prayer, unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit by the grace of God. I heard the testimony of an individual that that is a very educated individual. She said, I was a young person. I was a child. She's now, of course, a grown woman in major leadership positions in universities. I didn't know anything about God, about the Holy Spirit, or anything. I found myself at a youth camp, children's camp, at Masterpiece Gardens when it first opened I was there she said I don't know what happened but my poor little ignorant heart was humble before God I desired for God to do something in my young life of about eight or nine years of age the next thing that I knew I humbled and cried out to God but the next thing that I knew and though I never heard anything, she said, I started to speak in an unknown tongue I could not understand. And since eight years of age until now, I have never, ever been the same. Somebody say amen. Listen carefully, friend. God's not interested in following our ritualistic routine. God is about to do something in the face of a culture that's shaking their finger in the face of a mighty God. And God is about to unleash something that will flow through the church by the grace of God that says to a culture that's bent on destruction and sin, you wait just a minute, that old cross and the blood that was shed on that cross still has power. Do not discount what is available to us by the grace of God. Do you have an amen out there tonight? By the grace of God. Prayer is a cannon, someone said, set at the gates of heaven to burst open the gates. We believe that. Just a prayer, think about it. Just a prayer. A prayer on the job or in the car. A prayer in your devotion. We don't know how powerful that prayer is. We don't know the impact of just a prayer that comes from your heart. That you call on God and God intervenes. I'll be speaking Sunday morning on why God doesn't answer prayer. And give you some reasons of why he does answer prayer and give you the reasons why that takes place. You'll find it very interesting and anointed. I want to share with you 
here's a prayer that connects. Now, I say things like this. I believe that when I pray, God answers my prayer. I've had people look at me strangely. Well, who do you think you are? Well, ask me. I'll tell you. I'm a child of God. I've been redeemed. I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I have an anointing in my life. I am a king's kid. The devil does not reside on the throne of my life. Heavenly Father is my daddy, and I can talk to my daddy anytime that I want to. I was awakened the other night, awakened the other night, and the Holy Ghost said, I want you to pray, 2.30 in the morning. I got up, I spent a few minutes in prayer, and then continued to pray. I don't, Sharon said, well, what were you praying about? I said, I don't have any idea, but here's what I know. Heavenly Father said, boy, I want you to pray. I don't know who it affected, but I know God answered prayer. And always out of acts of obedience, God will honor that obedience. Come on, church, put your hand together. Help me preach tonight. I'm talking about something that's our disposal, our candidate tonight. Is old Daniel, prayer that connects. Daniel 6, 5, finally this man said, well, we will never find any basis for the charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do, get this, with the law of his God. What was Daniel, young Jew? serving in the Babylonian empire. Darius was there. Daniel exhibited great talents. Why? Because God had favor on his life. He had unique abilities that all came from God. He had leadership abilities that came from God. And God had Daniel placed right where he wanted him to make an impact in a culture that was antichrist to the hilt. And yet, and yet he stayed strong, but he knew that his energy came from his prayer. So Daniel had a testimony, and those that opposed Daniel knew what he stood for. They knew, hey, if you put a need out there for him, he's going to pray. He's going to pray now and believe. And this is what they said. We're never going to find anything to trick this guy on unless it has something to do with his God and honoring him. That's all they were able to say. Why? Because Daniel had a connection with God. How about you? What's that connection like? What's that connection like? Is it passive? Is it passionate? Is it bold or is it feeble? That can, are you bold about, I know that when I pray, my God answers prayer. The government had declared that King Darius and some of his tricksters who were in power said for 30 days, nobody's going to pray except to Darius. Death is going to be the penalty and the lions are going to be the method to deal with that person that violates that. And Dan, Daniel was known for that prayer life. He said, everybody knows that I'm going to keep on doing what I know to do. And he was committed and connected. You see, prayer connects us with the heart of God. God's heart is moved as we pray. His character, his purpose for our life, conviction in our life. We know that the power of humility, the quest for love, the single focus of God that God desires in our life. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus you would move. It is not by might or power. I'm standing on your word. You know what happened? You just got right smack dab. That's lawn talk right there or yard talk right smack dab in the 
the middle of the presence of God. Amen. And when God's child stands there in the presence of a mighty God, you have his attention. And my Lord, have mercy. The devil cannot stand against the will of a living God. You've been healed. Claim that healing. Don't look at the sights. Don't look at any reports. Don't look at that. Honor God in your prayer. God, I know in whom I have believed in. Somebody say amen out there. You see, prayer is launched from that passion-driven person connected with God. Jabez's prayer was a wonderful little prayer. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's kind of one-sided. It's the first it's a wonderful prayer, God bless, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to tell you the, the first prayer that was prayed was the Lord's prayer. It was a little different than Jabez's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven on earth. Give us this daily bread. He continues, James writes in James 5, verse 16, he said, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. What is a righteous man? Everybody that brushes your teeth twice a day, you're the righteous? No. That word righteous means right wise. In other words, here's what it says. You get to judge. If in your heart you say, I know that Jesus Christ is my Lord, he is my King, he is my Savior, he has given me forgiveness. You are a righteous person. You know what the devil will try to do is to grade yourself. Well, you failed here and you failed there and you failed here and you want to call yourself righteous. You are not righteous because you dotted the I and crossed the T. You are righteous because Jesus Christ shed his blood and cleansed you of all your unrighteousness righteousness and wrote your name down in the Lamb's book of life. Don't you forget what this preacher is preaching tonight. The prayer of a righteous. That doesn't mean I'm righteous. You don't have to change your voice. I'm holy. No, you're righteous because of Jesus' blood. There's a prayer that confronts a prayer that confronts Daniel 6, they said to the king, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you. King, or to the decree you put in writing, here's what he does. He still prays three times a day. When we are connected we're not afraid to confront. You don't tuck and run. You say, and David said to Goliath, you don't have to run to me, buddy. I'm running to you. But I'm coming in the name of Almighty God with the anointing because this morning in the shepherd field, I connected with your holy presence. How dare my brothers stand over there shaking in their shoes when there's such a divine anointing available. 
you have the power to confront. And what is it? Who is it that you want to confront? Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Daniel was told not to pray. It was the law. Well, what do you do when you're faced with a conflict like that in life? Let me tell you, if the Lord tarries, there'll be plenty of conflict. The law will say one thing, but God's Holy Spirit and this book will say another. Choose you this day whom you're going to believe. Make your mind up. Daniel was told not to pray. It was the law. What do you do when you face that? To Daniel, it was not his fight. It was not his fight. It was God's fight. Dealing with those people, God, is not my business. The great principle in prayer is that God calls us to confront and let the result rest in his hands. Sharon and I have a need right now that we pray every single day, a couple times a day, over a person that we're praying for. And we pray, Almighty God, or Lord Jesus, we place we place this person on the altar and we leave them there. We're just letting you know and reminding you what we have done. We will not pick up this thing. We will leave it on the altar because God, as long as it's on the altar, you do the work. God is able. Say that with me. God is able Daniel went where? To his personal altar. He opened the windows toward Jerusalem. He prayed, as always, three times a day. He called on the name of the Lord for help. And friend, every day we live under the influence of sin and evil forces. You know that. You watch much news almost on any channel, and I'm here to tell you your blood pressure will jump sky high if you're any kind, if you're any kind of believer believing on the Word of God. But here's what I know. The satanic lies and deceptions, they are there. Temporal and carnal situations are there. But I know that I know his blood covers every sin. I know that there are demons that are lurking near, but there are angels that are all around me. Hallelujah. Above and below. And there is a divine anointing in us. And God says, pray. Go ahead and pray. Just pray. Go ahead and pray. Rebuke the devil. Pray. Look what I'll do. Turn me loose on that situation just pray just pray don't give them a piece of your mind when you already don't have much left pray 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 hallelujah pray satan seems to hold us hostage and blind to the true impact of our prayers most of our prayers are asking for more more blessing, more comfort, more contentment, more power. I want more. We all do. But that's not everything. A prayer that confronts. All of these are good prayers, but when will we, when we push through Get this now, into enemy territory and confront the devil 
we will be bold enough if we have family members that are lost and children to confront the devil and say, you will release my children. You will release my grandchildren. You will release my son or my daughter. You will take your hand off my finances because I know that I am faithful. You will, you will not hold my failures and mistakes against me. You will not stop my spiritual potential. You will not give me fear and anxiety and I function and I lose my dreams. I will be an overcomer. As a matter of fact, I am more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus who is my Lord and my Savior. You confront him. So your day is up. The gates of hell shall not prevail when, I say now, I say we tuck this prayer in our hearts as now and when the church awakens to the truth that hell is no match for prayer. Demons are no match for your prayer. The lion's den is no match for prayer. The prison cell is no match for prayer. Past physical and sexual abuse is no match for your prayer. Life-controlling habits are no match for your prayer. Your broken relationships are no match for your prayer. You confront unanswered prayers are no match to stop praying. You pray on Satan himself. It's no match for the prayer. For when you kneel down and you call on the name of Jehovah God Almighty, the ruler of the universe, he will declare your victories for you. Right there. So God, I just want to say thank you. Because I'm reawakened to the power of your Holy Ghost. The power. This is a time right now in, in many areas in church leadership and Christianity and in the public arena that the devil's pulling out everything that he's got as if he's not afraid. But let me tell you, ha, Jesus, Jesus, I don't care. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every demon in hell shall flee because his name represents authority. It represents a sacrifice that is already, come on, say Jesus with me. Jesus, we know that that's true. Prayer that comforts. I confront, but I have a prayer also that comforts Daniel 6.22. We know Daniel talks to Darius and he says, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They, they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, O king. Daniel confronted the lies of his peers. 
He didn't gather a group of his prayer warriors together and said, we need to pray for them to die. You know what he did? Let's see, I've prayed twice already. I've got one more time to pray. Open the windows. I'm going to pray. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to pray. Morning at noon, yeah, I'm going to pray. And you know, while he's praying, God's writing a plan out. And in the infinite wisdom of God, God said, I'm going to take care of your enemies. <laughs> he, he confronted the law of human reasoning. Sometimes our intellect gets in the way of our belief and our faith. Daniel confronted the threat of death and fear. He confronted the weakness of King Darius. He confronted the den of vicious lions hungering after human flesh. I would say in the natural, his back was against the wall. You know what that looks like. Some of you at home right now, you know what that looks like. Your back is against the wall. But God. But God. Hold steady. Watch the salvation of your Lord move. Those of you that are sick and not well and you're fighting disease off, hang tough. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Watch God work. Watch God work. He will do it. We know that while bowing at the altar prayer, the comfort of the altar, the comfort of that altar was more powerful than the threat of the roar of the lions. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Are you with me? Trust him. Leave here tonight. Go get you a bologna sandwich. Talk to God a little bit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Daniel 6.20. When Darius ran and said, hey, how is it? Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue from the lions? Daniel said, yes, sir. My God sent his angels. Now, he sent his angel one. And he shut the mouths of the lion. 
You get ready because that's going to happen to some of you. They have not hurt me because I was found righteous, innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, O king. How vicious were the lions, you say? The Bible says that Darius dealt with the enemies of Daniel by taking them, their their wives and their children, and putting them in the lion's den and before any of them hit the ground. The lions intercepted them in midair and crushed their bones and killed them before they ever hit the ground. Why so harsh? Because God is patient and long-suffering. But when the moment of his long-suffering and his patience ends, and you have not been obedient to him, then judgment. And judgment is coming to America. But my prayer and my belief is this. We're not going to stop winning souls until the rapture takes place. And when it takes place, we're going home. Amen? That old song that says, I'm going up yonder in the presence of Almighty God. We do that by praying and staying connected and specifically and purposely with confronting prayer until we feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The comfort. I just know that I know that I sense his presence and that his love surpasses every circumstance. Listen, friend, you may have made mistakes and you might have been a little wiry today. You might have walked out of line a little bit. But as long as in your heart you say, Jesus, I am sorry, forgive me. You are righteous. And the fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Believe when you pray. God answers prayer. Would you stand? Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Could you do that? He answers prayer. Father God, I thank you. There's nothing impossible for you, nothing too hard for you, nothing that can get in your way that you cannot overcome. And I know, God, there are many listening to my voice tonight with this message. I know that. I know there are many that are online at home. Some will join in later. And there are those in this room right now, right now, right now. Father God, we thank you because right now I know and I sense that there is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that shadows over us right now. 
And in the name of Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus, we bind the enemy, we speak death to him. And we declare that God, you've already written the story and we know that his end is near. And until then, we're gonna keep carrying on and we're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep believing and we're gonna trust you and believe you. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer. Let's repeat it together. Can we do that together? Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you for Jesus Christ. I trust you. I trust you. And I believe by faith. As I confess my sins, I am forgiven. I admit that I have made mistakes. I admit that I am weak, but you are strong. I admit I haven't been obedient like I should in some areas. But tonight, I am obedient to your call on my life. Now help me, Lord Jesus, to believe by faith that when I pray, you answer my prayer and I rebuke the enemy by the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We're here in the altar now. Our altar workers have mask on all right if you need prayer you come and I sense in my spirit the Holy Spirit telling me this maybe you need to come and stand in for someone you know that's not here someone that cannot did not whatever the case not in this room but you know there's a great need We're gonna worship here for a few moments. If you need to slip on out, you are welcome to go. We're not gonna hold you. What we are gonna do is do what God called us to do right here in the altar for those who choose to respond, okay? I love you, everybody. Cannot wait to see you on Sunday. God bless you as you worship. Here we go. Mm -hmm.